Hello and welcome to Stitch Talk. I'm Nicola, creator of the Design Your Own Cross Stitch Patterns course and all-round cross stitching enthusiast. Here we talk about all things cross stitch and catch up with your favourite cross stitch designers, hearing all about what inspires them, their design tips and what they love about the wonderful world of cross stitch. So thanks for joining and let's dive in. Hi everyone and welcome to the October episode of Stitch Talk. It's great to have you with me. Well, this is a bit of a, I say this every time, don't I, it's a corker of an episode, but this really is a corker of an episode because I've got Sally here with me from Caterpillar Cross Stitch and I'm going to be sharing my interview with her just a little bit later. Um, it was so fun catching up with Sally. I'm sure many of you will know Caterpillar Cross Stitch um, and their stitch alongs and their beautiful designs. Um, they're really inspiring company I think within the world of cross stitch so it was fab to catch up with Sally and find out where it all began and where she gets her inspiration from um, and their plans for the future so hold fire for that one and we're just going to first hear from our sponsors who've got some really great deals for you. So our first sponsor today is the lovely Claire Brown X Stitch. Now Claire has a wonderful shop packed to the rafters with cross-stitching fabric that will meet your every cross-stitching desire and whim. <laughs> so she has new prints and colours arriving frequently, anything you're looking for you're bound to find it there. And she also has seasonal prints, so some really cool ones for Halloween, though you've only got three days so you'd have to work fast. <laughs> but she's also got a brilliant autumn bundle that I love and um, she will have lots of Christmas designs coming up too. She ships daily um, from the UK worldwide, has regular giveaways on Instagram, so do check her out there. And she also welcomes custom orders. And if you've got any questions about um, advice on colours or a project you're doing or a specific print you're interested in, just get in touch and she will help you out with that, no problem. So you can get a little cheeky 10% discount code by using the code STITCHTALK, so that's all one word, STITCHTALK, um, and you can see all of these gorgeous fabrics at clairebrownxstitch.com. Um, check out the show information and I'll put a link in there for you. So our next sponsor is the Spinnyfield Stitchery and this is run by the lovely Harriet who set up the Spinnyfield Stitchery from her Yorkshire home in 2019. Now they offer limited edition mystery boxes full of stitching goodies. I know this because Harriet very kindly sent me my own little box and I've been pouring over it for the last week. And her boxes are filled with these gorgeous stitching goodies from various companies across the UK. So it supports not only Harriet's dreams, but also those of others and allows you to try new brands and discover new designers all inside one box. So Harriet's boxes are themed and released every three months. The current one is winter themed. It has four patterns, a handmade bobbin holder, thread sorter, fabric and threads. Now, it is currently sold out, but just for you, Stitch Talk uh, listeners, uh, we have got 10 more boxes being released. So I'm going to put the link again in the information, in the show information below, so that you can snap up your box. Contributors to this box include Truve Stitch Kits, Hello Treacle, Gem Stitchery, and Pip and Chip. So, go grab one! <laughs> So before we dive into our interview with Sally, I thought I would chat a bit about this month's Stitching Love of the Month. 
So I've been working away this month on a whole load of cross-stitched gifts. No surprise there, we've got the big C coming up. Um, <laughs> so I've mainly been doing a lot of Stitch People portraits. Lots of you, I'm sure, will know about Stitch People. But if you haven't heard of them, they have a book. I actually bought it as a download um, and then I printed off what I needed at home. But they basically have loads of different... Um, so for men, women, children, um, pets, uh, they have all many, many different designs so that you can kind of pick and mix to create little portraits of people that you know. And it is so fun. <laughs> it's just the best. It's so fun creating these things. Um, and I decided I would buy the book and I would make those a lot of my Christmas presents. So I would do family portraits for friends um, and family. So I've been having great fun with that. You can see them, some of them over on my Instagram. Um, and I have taken it one step further. I saw someone make some really cute, in like four inch hoops, make some little Christmas baubles out of them for like a kind of baby's first Christmas. So I just need to find a baby now having their first Christmas. But they're really, really sweet. So um, that really got me inspired. But it did bring me on to thinking about some of the perils of giving cross-stitch items as gifts. I don't know how often you do this, but I am super, super picky about who I give a cross-stitch gift to because I'm slightly terrified that they're not going to appreciate how great it is. Not to blow my own trumpet or anything, but it takes so long, doesn't it, to make a beautiful cross-stitch piece. And oh, I just couldn't bear the thought of giving it to somebody and it just sort of ending up at the back of a wardrobe or something because it's not quite what they like or it's not quite their style. So I'm very, very picky about who gets these things um, and that they're really going to appreciate all the love and attention and probably months of work that it has taken. Um, so yeah, super picky. I don't know about you. <laughs> um, but one thing I do really love about it is that you do get to make things that you normally just wouldn't make. So last year I made for my brother a Super Mario Brothers. Um, it was the Mario Kart characters. Um, it's by Clouds Factory. It's really, really cool. So I made that um, and it took ages and ages and ages but I really loved it because it's not the kind of thing that I would ever stitch for myself but I knew that he would love it because he was just obsessed with that when he was a kid um, and likewise I did a beachy themed one for my in-laws who live on the coast in England um, and I don't live anywhere near the coast I mean it doesn't stop you having beachy themed things does it but it fitted absolutely perfectly in their house you know it's kind of like retro font um, it's really cool um, so that was by Stitch Rovia um, and I did that one for them because again um, it fits perfectly there and not with me so it meant I could do a different kind of style than I would normally have in my house but yes, has to go to an appreciative person. <laughs> um, and I had another thought that I that was quite interesting. I was looking through this month's Cross Stitch magazine and they've got some really cute little card patterns. Um, so they have ones that are of little dash hounds, little sausage dogs, they're really sweet. And I was thinking, the thing that worries me about making cross stitch cards is again, the is someone going to throw this in the bin? Oh, just couldn't even tolerate it. So I thought one way round that 
is to make it into a little bauble. So again, like a four inch, five inch hoop, back it and make it into a bauble. And that way they're forced into keeping it <laughs> forever, <laughs> like they should. Um, so that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna make some of the card patterns into little baubles, that's my plan. I've also got my eye on the Satsuma Street Christmas stocking patterns. I don't know how many hours I think that I have left to stitch. I seem to think it's unlimited. <laughs> I'm just making all the plans, all the plans. Um, and I probably don't have time, but I love them. Oh, and she's just released a really, really gorgeous one of Santa um, in like a hot air balloon. Oh, it's so nice. You have to check it out. Um, and I also want to do the Fuzzy Fox designs. Um, she's coming up as a guest, just to say. Um, and I really want to do her nativity hoops and on a little, um, I think she does them on a kind of blue, not sparkly, but with a sort of snowflake or star type pattern on a blue eider. Probably something Claire would have. I might check that out. Um, but yeah, I really, really want to do them. But there's six of them. So that plus the stocking plus the gifts. It's probably never going to happen, but I can dream. <laughs> So anyway, let me know what you are making if you've got any genius ideas that I can add to my impossibly long list. Um, and hey, we'll have fun. I'm going to do an episode actually about um, planning for, you know, your cross-stitch makes um, and setting goals. <laughs> goals that you don't reach like mine um, but yeah I'm gonna do that I think I might do that in December so looking forward to that but anyway I will stop rambling and we will get on now to our interview with Sally hooray I hope you really enjoy it hi Sally welcome to the podcast thank you so much for joining me today hi thanks for having me Lovely. Yes, I really appreciate you making the time. Um, could you say a few words? Just introduce yourself. I'm sure my listeners know all about Caterpillar Cross Stitch, but it'd be lovely to hear a little bit from you. Yeah, of course. So I'm Sally Wilson um, and I am the founder of Caterpillar Cross Stitch. Um, we create modern cross stitch kits, needle minders, cross stitch patterns and other supplies for stitching, um, including stitch longs and all other all kinds of other lovely things for stitching. Brilliant. And so where did um, your personal journey of cross-stitching begin? Like, when did you take it up? So I suppose the first time I ever actually cross-stitched anything, I was probably in primary school. So I was probably about, I don't know, nine or ten. Um, but then one quite vivid memory, which I actually wrote about on the blog not too long ago, um, I must have been about 13. And I'm not quite sure where I got the ADA or the thread from. Um, but I had created my sisters a cross-stitched poem each. Um, I'm not sure where I got the poems from, um, and I'm not sure how I managed to do the lettering, um, oh, wow. but I did them these sort of personalised poems each and framed them. Um, I mean, the backs are appalling, but it's quite <laughs> fun now to... Um, one of them's in my sister's toilet. Not sure oh. what that says about it. Um but it's really funny now looking at them in their houses and saying, oh, my goodness, that was like, that was the beginning. Yeah, it was in you from the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's lovely. And then did you, so did you carry on with it as a hobby, you know, throughout sort of teenage years or did you pick it up again as an adult? So, I mean, I did that on and off sort of as a teenager, but I loved all kinds of, I suppose, art and design as a teenager. 
I ended up doing quite sort of academic subjects, I think partially um, due to teachers and school and things. But in my spare time, I literally loved nothing more than sort of sewing, dressmaking. Um, I wanted to be like a wedding dress designer. Um, I used to do decoupage. So I loved paper crafts and things like that. Um, Painting with my oldest sister. She actually did do um, art at uni. So we got out the oil paints um any kind of stitching sewing anything like that really I loved but not necessarily cross stitch Mm. um until probably my late 20s when I was then on maternity leave Mm -hmm. yes that's a very common time when people pick it up again I think it's a um it's fits well with the whole situation of having a small baby doesn't it it does I know I don't want to be like sort of the stereotype or, you know, ironic, but it really does seem to be there are certain uh, sections of life and certain uh, types of people or, you know, periods you're going through when people either sort of choose to turn to cross stitch um, or it kind of finds them in a way. Mm, Definitely. Yeah, it's really interesting. And what about Caterpillar cross stitch? So when did that all start? So I went into probably the the least creative uh, career or the, um, you know, the complete opposite to cross stitch um, after uni. I went to be a solicitor. Um, mm. So I practiced law throughout my 20s and then um, went on maternity leave when I was sort of 29-ish um, and had that year of maternity leave. And I thought, do you know what? I really wanted to, I thought, so when you're off work for that year and I was thinking, right, now's my chance. And I just really wanted to kind of make a difference in the world, sort of a positive change. I really wanted to do good, but at the same time, create something of my own, but also would fulfill me creatively, which Mm. I felt over the years, um, sort of towards the end was something quite lacking. And I think looking forward and thinking, do you know what? if I'm working till I'm 70, what is it that I want to spend every day doing? Um, How can I sort of touch other people? Because I didn't want work to necessarily feel like work. I just thought, you know, you're there for so many thousands of hours over the course of a lifetime. Um, What sort of in my heart, really? Um, So that's sort of, you know, how it came about. Um, On a more practical level, I um, luckily had a child who napped very well so every single nap time um I was studying I was sort of building the website I was finding suppliers learning to use software I was sort of teaching myself all kinds of new design um methods and um yeah designing the packaging coming up with absolutely everything sort of in the um study and spare bedroom so by the time so we launched November 2015 um yeah I think I'd underestimated how much work it was to actually get a business you know off the ground up and running um so yeah so um did a lot of it when my first child was quite little Mm. and what was your first pattern that you put out um so I launched with five um birth samplers so alphabet cross stitch kits and each of them was available in three different colorways so I think I'd gone a bit overboard um I think in my head I thought you know I wanted the website to be full enough to give people a decent option 
Um, and that was sort of the initial concept because the company came about by my mum was stitching um, baby birth samplers for each of the grandchildren. There's eight of them in total. Wow. Um, and mine are the youngest. So everyone else already had one. And they took her about two years each one. Um, but uh, she'd chosen them for, for all of the other grandchildren. She said to me, you know, I know that you're quite particular. Should you go and choose one yourself? And it needed to be a full kit because she wanted everything ready and sorted. And um, I just couldn't find anything that would go in my daughter's nursery, really. Obviously, the, there were loads of beautiful designs, patterns and kits out there. But, you know, her nursery was this pale aqua. It had... Um, you know grays and beiges and very white so I didn't want anything too kind of in your face I wanted it to be sort of quite clean quite simple um but with the alphabet element there so that you know the child's kind of learning something and you can sing the song and everything else mm. so um and then I decided to do each design in the three colorways so that people could choose from um sort of blues and turquoises and then there's neutrals with lots of um, greys and golds and things like that. Um, and then sort of pinks and lilacs and raspberry colours. So that's it. So, yeah, there was um, 15 in total. Wow. And th those were full kits, were they? Yeah. Wow. So you must have had um, your spare room must have become uh, very much dominated by supplies. <laughs> we did. I mean, obviously, at the beginning, you know, I'd only ordered relatively small um, sort of stock quantities. Yeah. Um, but yes, it sort of it grew quite quickly and um, realised, you know, I was slowly taking over the house. And then towards so about a year ago, I was thinking, you know, this is getting ridiculous. So started looking for premises and then we moved into our first studio and offices on Valentine's Day of this year, just before lockdown. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, that was fun. But, um, yeah, so growing very quickly and um, expanding the offering, expanding the designs. Um, so obviously not just baby birth samplers anymore. There's all kinds of themes. Mm. Yeah. And have you been able to get down to your office then during this time? Yeah. So, I mean, it's only down the road. So I was going in by myself. So I had um, people ready to start who couldn't and obviously we didn't know what was happening. Um, mm. But I was going in sort of seven days a week, really, but just by myself. So it was a very strange time. It was a bit of a blur. Um, mm. What was it? March, April, May. Um yeah, I'd be there till midnight, completely alone with my headphones on. I got through a lot of podcasts, a lot of um, audio books, and I would just be there by myself, making up orders, fulfilling everything, making up kits. Um, oh, wow. Goodness and now, thing, things are a bit easier now because we've got people back in. Um, yeah, that's good. Yeah. So, yeah. But you definitely got to know the space very well then because you spent a lot of time in it. <laughs> yeah, it's my second home. Um, yeah a lot of time luckily I'd, we'd managed there was a lot of work to do when we first moved in you know it wasn't quite ready um yeah. but we'd managed to get those like the furniture and the units and the storage room those bits done before lockdown hit so that was a blessing great yeah so you're not sitting around waiting for deliveries of furniture <laughs> yeah <laughs> we've got the basics in yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> oh gosh yeah it's just incredible I mean last thing it just interrupted life whatever we were doing didn't it and it's amazing you know that all things people have had to figure out um logistically wow goodness yeah. and um how about your design so where do you get your inspiration from your designs are just so beautiful and oh, I'm really enjoying seeing your Christmas one oh peaks that are coming out so thank you yeah we actually um so the first part of the hello dear christmas stitch along um was revealed yesterday Um, and the christmas one unlike the other stitch alongs is every fortnight so once we get cracking it's kind of like you know it's on a roll and um it's revealed really quite quickly so it's quite an exciting one the christmas sale um but in terms of inspiration i suppose I would be thinking about what it is I'm creating first of all. So obviously to design a stitch along is quite different than designing, um, you know, a birth sampler. I think about who is it for? um, Where is it going to be displayed? Is it a gift? Is it for Christmas? You know, it could be something quite small. So for the stitching social um, cross stitch events, which used to be in person and are now virtually, um, they're quite small designs. Um, that can fit within a hoop so people can do them quite quickly and then there's an easy way to display it afterwards the thinking behind it was that when we were in the the social event which was two hours you could really make a good start you know with it within that period Um, Mm. obviously the stitch longs are some of them are quite big Um, but in terms of sort of just your average average kit I think color is sort of fundamental to the brand and my design sort of running through it um not necessarily traditional color palettes all the time like I quite like um you know something a little bit more unusual um in terms of inspiration I suppose I mean I'm on the internet constantly I'm looking at all different types of artwork um so whether that's painting or textiles fashion design um, graphic design, illustration, anything really. I think it's really interesting how, you know, colours sort of work together. Um, yeah, all kinds of things, really. It's really difficult, that question, I think, because it's so personal, almost like saying sort of, you know, what's your style? Mm. Um, I do, I play around a lot with colour and with elements um you know I don't want things to be too simple and too easy people might get a little bit bored um you know I want it to be enough of a challenge um but then not so difficult that people sort of give up and it's a bit too overwhelming um yeah yeah, hitting that sort of middle ground where it's it's got interest um but it's manageable yeah so we don't use um like French knots there's no back stitching there's no fractional stitches Mm-hmm. Um, but I try and think, you know, what isn't out there already um, mm-hmm. and sort of what is the community after? So obviously we have quite an engaged community and people, you know, it's very welcomed, any feedback, any suggestions. And, you know, people, there will sometimes be suggestions and it might not necessarily fit in with the brand or it might be something to park for a later date. Um, but it's kind of like when you know, you know um you know there's quite a few of us now that work together so we'll brainstorm things really carefully and plan out the next 12 months so we already know what's happening in 2021 we're doing the stitch along for January 2021 now um so so yeah it's um 
it's a mix of all kinds of inspiration, really. Mm. Now, it's lovely to have other people as well that you can kind of bounce the ideas off. That yeah. really, really help to move your ideas on and yeah definitely Mm. especially very honest people as well um I think my mum is um sort of fundamental in things and uh and she's very honest you know sometimes you think oh parents just say you know what you want to hear and always like oh that's great but she's very (laughs) honest and she'll go I don't think that's working I think you need to change this how about this and I think and everyone really you know in the team that's how we work in that um everyone's sort of coming at it from a different perspective and then hopefully the end result is something that is um you know that that's enjoyable and that people love to stitch and it's sort of got that appeal for people yeah no that's that's a really interesting process yeah that's great and how do you go about this and once you've got those you sort of honed your idea together what's the next stage for you do you then just so you sort of work it up into um sketches or how do you go about that so currently for the the next stitch along which it has kind of got a working title but i'm not going to reveal too much now Uh, (laughs) secrets so i've got this huge whiteboard um and i've got what i don't know what size paper they are it must be like a3 or a2 where i'll sketch everything out it'll start off pretty messy um just to get an idea especially for the stitch alongs of what I'm releasing each month so you know what the sections comprise of um and how it all works out together not necessarily on graph paper sometimes just plain um but I then also have lots of pads with graph paper so I can actually you know see the stitches and the squares um Mm. I'll sometimes draw um something just online using you know the adobe um creative cloud using the different programs um just to look at the graphic elements sort of and then you can add the color and obviously change it so easily Mm. um and then sometimes with software i can just go for it sometimes i'll upload images um or a file that i've created and then convert it into design sometimes i'll upload a sketch um sometimes i'll import you know smaller elements and different sections and then sometimes sort of place something behind and draw on top. But the layering process, it, I mean, I don't know how some people say, you know, it takes them a few days. Um, the stitch alongs in particular and the larger kits do take quite a while. Um, mm-hmm. So I suppose it depends on the design as well. So Seize the Day, which was a beach seaside theme, Um is really quite large and there's so many different elements in there that didn't look like that originally so it didn't have everything exactly as it was um everything was done individually to fit in um so yeah quite a long a long complicated process um and then with the color as well sometimes i'll think of the colors at the beginning um so already for the January one I know the exact colors that are going to be in it even though the pattern isn't finished and sometimes the pattern will come first and then I'll choose the colors afterwards um but yeah it's um it's a tricky one the um the design process I suppose it's like any kind of art where it's a work in progress it changes and it develops and then when you know it's done okay you're like yeah okay this is the finished thing it's ready to go out into the world 
Yeah, no, I think you could definitely see in your patterns that you have taken that time and there's that level of or sort of attention to detail. You can see that they've been really worked on and thought about, definitely. Thank you. I mean, I am um, sometimes I try not to be, but I am a bit of a perfectionist. Um, <laughs> but um, so, yeah, I will go over and over and over things. But um, but I love the process. And um, I think you when you know, you know, when you know it's done, you're like, OK, I'm happy with that now. And um yeah, lots of late nights, <laughs> obsessing over grids and stitches. And do you stitch up your own um, projects or do you do your team members um, take them home and stitch them up? But how do you see that stage? So we have um, a separate team who do the stitching. Okay. Um, so UK based. Um, but yeah, everything's test stitched beforehand and then there'll be tweaks and things made along the way. Um, whether that's, you know, the corner of a leaf or um I don't know the the shading or shadowing on something or if it's a typography based pattern like deck the halls um you know something could could just be slightly off or clashing or something so there are tweaks made every step of the way um and then we have the final the final piece uh stitched up which I finish off myself and then that's sort of photographed and um ready for the website and uh releasing Lovely. And do you find, because you're sort of thinking cross-stitch all day long, do you still do it as a hobby? Or do you find that I've had enough now? <laughs> it's a funny one, isn't it? Because I didn't stitch for a while just because I was far too busy. And then, mm-hmm. I mean, you kind of move on to other things. It's like when some, when your hobby or, you know, your passion then becomes your job, I still adore it. But then you do different things to then relax. So yeah, I've always yeah. loads of baking. I love cake decorating, probably more than the actual baking itself, to be honest, because um, yeah. I never follow recipes. I just shove it all in the bowl. Um, <laughs> but, um, but I love cake decorating. So I'll, you know, dealing with the icing and stuff like that. Um, so I do a lot of that. But then... I think what I'll do in terms of cross stitch is like I'll do gifts for people. So I love doing that. Mm. So if the children are finishing at school or nursery, obviously you've got quite a lot, you know, it's Christmas, it's the end of the year in July. I'll do gifts for people, smaller things in hoops. Um, I just did one last July, which my son, I got one of those um, washable pens and he'd drawn um, his own interpretation of his teacher which that which I'd stitched oh. over this portrait and then rubbed off all of the dodgy marks and um and did that so that was quite a quick nice That's one to lovely. do it was yeah. only like six inches um so uh, what else have I stitched recently obviously I stitched with the Facebook lives that I was doing throughout uh lockdown which I'm only doing once a month now but I was doing it every single Friday um it was kind of like a we've made it through the week let's all drink some gin uh type of thing um I was stitching smaller bits and pieces then um again sort of within a six inch hoop type size um but yeah smaller projects that I can uh, do and also um what am I doing at the moment the stitch together project which is something I launched a year ago um is I can't remember how many people now. It must be 300, 350. So people sent in um, a four-inch piece of aid, a four-inch square, and they'd stitched their name and something that represented themselves. And that's being stitched into a wall hanging. Um, 
Wow. So it's going to be huge. And I, I put a photo up actually the other day on Instagram, in, on Insta stories and in our Facebook group. Um, so it's nearly done, but we're missing a few because obviously the rows have to be in line. So, um, so I've quickly stitched an extra one to fit in so that it's all a proper grid. Um, and it's quite nice when almost there's no pressure and you can just freestyle it and just, you know, my daughter was saying, do a shooting star, do this. Um, and I mean, I literally dream in grids and Ada. So um, it's almost easier than writing. It's like I can do a cross-stitch pattern, but I literally can't write anymore. Yeah, I just see the world in tiny squares now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. And what's your um, favourite design, do you think, that you've created so far? Is there one that stands out for you? Um, prob- well, probably. I get asked this quite a lot. Um, I think I might change my answer every single time, actually. Um, <laughs> it's like I'm cheating on the projects. But um, <laughs> I think the first ever stitch along was January 2017. And that was called Happiness is Homemade, which was a sort of an afternoon tea, like bake-off type thing. Mm-hmm. I'm also obsessed with the Great British Bake Off, if you can tell. And um, so I think that one will always be really special. It's actually quite big. It was a 12-month stitch along. Um, so it's really chunky, but it features sort of all of the favourite cakes and bakes and everything. Um, and in that, and, you know, this next one's going to be the 13th stitch along. Um, wow, is it really good to me? Yeah, so yeah, three a year. So wow. it makes that first one really special. And it's funny with stitch longs because, you know, when I was producing that one all those years ago, um you kind of you think it's just that time or just that year but happiness is homemade you know is being stitched now every day all over the world and it, you know it lives on um yeah, of course. and it's you know it's not just necessarily about the people that were doing it as a stitch along it's then it's there forever then um so that's really nice to think about but um another one which is quite special is adventure awaits which is a world map themed kit um Mm. i think just because it's quite unique it it took a long time to do it doesn't look that complicated but the fact that none of the elements are actually touching and it's a map and it had to be correct in terms of the dimensions the proportions of the countries the positioning of them and then the the elements within them to make sure that every single country was represented, um, you know, the element, the, the landmarks and things like that. There was a, a lot of research about certain landmarks I had no idea about before, um, you know, about the colours of buildings and all kinds of things. And that one seems to have really resonated with people this year in particular. Um, an awful lot of people who weren't able to take trips have been stitching that and sending it to people who they love all around the world. So there was a there's a mum who did it who stitched it and sent it to her daughter who I think is working at a school in Asia and it's now on the wall in school. Um, there's one hanging in a hospital. There's one in a church. Um, people are sending it, you know, to their loved ones all around the world. And I think it just makes people sort of feel connected and it celebrates, you know, every country, every nationality um, and, you know, how we are. We're all as one. And although we can't all be together, um, you know, it's it's down on the cross stitch piece. You know, everyone is 
is stitched as one really yeah that's lovely and I love those stories where people have made things for other people or they sort of slightly personalize something you know yeah. stories are so bound up with the things that we stitch and it's I think that's a really special part of of this world really yeah definitely a lot of people do have personalized that just with sort of one one small thing so mm. say in North America there might be a particular element that represents their state and people would have changed that one tiny section. Um, mm. So, yeah, that's quite fun. Mm. Yeah, that's lovely. And um, so thinking a bit about the cross-stitch community, so you've been a part of it for quite some time now. What's your favourite thing about the cross-stitch world and the cross-stitch community? Um, I think it kind of it kind of gets better every time, I suppose because there's more people, but also because mm. I get to know everyone even better. So there's people that have been with me from the beginning. There's people that stitch every single stitch along and they're so supportive, but it, it doesn't feel like a traditional business model in terms of product and customer. It feels more like a family, a community, because especially with the Facebook group, there's over 8,000 people in there now. And, you know, we do have pretty strict rules in terms of, kindness and compassion supporting each other and being friendly um then they're not really needed that much thankfully um but that group is just so lovely and people are on there 24 7 um you know there's kits sent to africa hawaii new zealand canada all over europe and it doesn't matter you know where anyone's from um it's just such a lovely family and um, we often have people, you know, people will be going through some really hard times, all kinds of different circumstances. And, you know, it's people different ages or different countries, different backgrounds, but nothing matters other than, you know, this, this lovely hobby and creative outlet that everyone has in common. And so often someone will comment something in the group, um, you know, and it could be in the Facebook group, it could be on Instagram, it could be on YouTube. And someone will reach out to our team and say, you know, this person seems like they're going through a hard time. Um, can I buy them something? Can you, you know, do it anonymously? We recently had someone who wanted to join the Stitch Long. Um, and, uh, you know, numerous people reached out and said that they wanted to gift something anonymously. Um, pretty much every week. So it's so lovely to see and um, yeah, and just sort of the giving back to people and um, being able to support charities. People get on board, you know, with such enthusiasm and, um, you know, we do try to give back as much as possible and choose charities and, um, you know, things to support that everybody sort of is on board with. Um yeah. So Cancer Research UK is a big one. Um, you know, I did a charity needleminder, I don't know if it was a year ago or a couple of years ago, um, and money from that goes to Cancer Research. We had Positivity Rules, which was the previous stitch along. Money went to Cancer Research from that. Um, when there was the Australian bushfires, obviously it was so huge. I mean, they're still suffering now, but so huge at the time we could really sort of rally behind that immediately because right, yeah. sort of done a pre-order. So that money went straight off to Australia. Um, and then the needle minders, they're the koala needle minders. Um, 
you know, were being manufactured that month. Um, but something else that crops up, you know, so often is mental health. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, it goes hand in hand with cross-stitch. It's so amazing for mental health, taking that time out, time for yourself to just, you know, zone out, no screens, no stress. So we donate to Mind as well. Um, mm -hmm. And obviously, you know, more recently, everyone's really rallied to, you know, try and end racial inequality. So we've been, been donating to those types of charities, um, you know, to really sort of educate ourselves and make a difference as a community. So, mm -hmm. you know, there's nearly £6,000 has gone over, you know, to various charities so far. And it's, you know, it, just the community as a whole is so powerful and so uplifting. Um, it really doesn't feel like work, you know. It's um, it's such a lovely family to be a part of. That's great. And, it, and that global, you know, it's a global community and with just so many different kinds of people so all those issues and this is something happening in australia mm. is very much part of the community because it is global so yeah that's, that's lovely and it's so great to hear of all the benefits that can come you know from from the things you're doing that's brilliant and you've got another project on the go haven't you um <clears throat> called love it stitch it yes so love it stitch it.com if people want to sign up um for the newsletter they will be the first to hear when it goes live. Um, so what Love It Stitch It is, um, it's new cross-stitch design software, but instead of having to purchase, um, you know, the entire software and then download it onto a device and then you're, you know, you're with it forever, um, mm -hmm. it's, it's on the internet. So it's hosted on the website um, and it's an easy to use design tool. So anyone can create any cross-stitch pattern, upload a photo and have it converted, um, upload graphics and have them converted um, as a, as a one-off. If someone wants to have a trial, there's a free trial. If someone wants to just pay once and just have a quick go, there's so many people that email and say, you know, I've got this photo of it could be a person, it could be a pet, it could be a photo they took on holiday, and they just like, you know, I really want to stitch this for someone. It could be like a motorbike or something. Um, but we also have like a monthly subscription so that people can join that. And there's so many more benefits for the membership. Um, mm -hmm. There's so much more support and tutorials, analytics, inspiration, access to trends. And then we also have an exclusive um, cross-stitch marketplace. So it's only cross-stitch patterns are on there. Um, mm -hmm. So thousands from, you know, all kinds of designers all over the world really great quality you know nothing's fake nothing's copied um really easy to search through them as well using sort of the tag system and the algorithms so you can find exactly what you want um really quickly so that's the plan so it we've been working on it for quite a while now yeah that so must be an enormous project to work through it's the technology huge. it's like mm. yeah the um yeah software and tech bit different same niche but bit different um so it's been oh i don't know well over 12 months now yeah but, um it's something you know People ask for it all the time. They want to have a go at designing, but they might not want to invest in that software. They might only want to do one or two, but then they can sell those patterns on the marketplace, share it with the world and also make money, you know, at the same time as like yeah. as a side income. So yeah. uh, it yeah. should be launching at the end of the year, if not 
Love It Stitch It will be here at the beginning of next year. Um, yeah. It's on Instagram and uh, there's a Facebook page and group as well. But the best place is just loveitstitchit.com and then the email will go out when it's ready for people to have a go at. Brilliant. Oh, that's definitely something to sign up for and look out for. That sounds brilliant. Sounds amazing. I'm, really, I'm excited. I'm excited. A lot of work. So, um, yeah, I'm really excited to get it out there. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Oh, thank you so much, Sally, for taking the time to talk to me today. And you're welcome. Your journey and all the exciting things that are going on. Thank you for having me. No problem. Take care then. Bye. Thanks. Bye. So I hope you really enjoyed that as much as I did recording it um, and thanks again to Sally for being willing to come on and to share all of her expertise um, and her stitching story. So I will be back next month with another interview, very exciting um, and yes enjoy your stitching, enjoy your making, whatever it is that you're doing and I'll probably see you over on Instagram. Bye guys!